it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for our November 8th, 2021. And we had ourselves a pretty decent episode of Raw tonight. Less than two weeks away from Survivor Series. And yet, with the teams now provided to us via Twitter... This past weekend, which I'll be honest, wasn't too fond of. Um, They could have taken a few minutes to explain it during the show. They could have had qualifying matches. They could have done something. But instead, they kind of just said, here, here are your teams. Oh, okay. However, I feel like maybe they might have listened to us a little bit. Because we did have one instance where a team member, their spot was called into question. So we'll get into that momentarily. But like I said, it was pretty decent. Um, I'm still kind of wondering when we're going to start having some invasions. I feel like if they wait till next week, which I feel like they're going to have to at this point, you're missing out, but maybe something will happen on Friday. We'll see. But for now, let's just get into the show itself. Show <laughs> the show kicked off tonight with Kevin Owens still pleading with Biggie while Biggie is in the middle of, of rubbing coconut oil over himself as he as he eloquently stated. Um Biggie trying to get uh, Kale trying to get Biggie to understand that he did not, you know, did not attack him on purpose because of what happened with Seth. He didn't see what Seth had done, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Biggie clearly not caring, didn't see it. You know, whatever. So he gets up. He's like, I got a match tonight. I got to focus on that. So I'm out. So he leaves. And, like, the whole night, I feel like this was KO trying to just get somebody to be on his side. And I felt, honestly, I felt bad for him. I mean, KO's been one of my favorites for quite a long time. And um, I remember him being, the you know, the, 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 the complete jerk heel. And 
he's trying to do the face thing and it's it's kind of working i feel like he's a better heel than a face but that's that's whatever that's just my opinion but after that we had rollins hit the ring and things were very interesting when we talk about seth's outfit (laughs) um it was very survivor series ish it was mostly a giant blue leather jacket with some red um inside the inner shirt so i mean it kind of fit i feel like it should have been maybe more red than blue but whatever it's um his 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 drift his drift game lately i feel like it's more of a troll than anything else lately in the beginning it was pretty ridiculous but it was awesome at the same time with it now i feel like he's just being so obnoxious it's not even funny <laughs> uh but he goes through and you know he's doing his normal his normal shtick um making jokes about Kevin Owens and trying to make KO look like the bad guy here and trying to make Biggie believe that, you know, it's all, it was all part of the plan. Um, but after that, you know, Seth makes a statement, he gets out. We then went right to our first in-ring action of the night. It was eight-man tag match uh, between RK Bro and the Street Profits. Taking on the Dirty Dogs and AJ Styles and Omos. With right before this, Randy had a few things to say uh, while talking with Riddle about how he doesn't want anything to do with Omos. And probably rightly so. I, I definitely would say Randy is pretty spot on about that. You want to kind of stay away from Omos. But Riddle and the Street Profits have had this thing where, you know, they've just been trying to do everything they possibly can to, you know, try to get one up on Amos, and it just has not worked in the time that they've tried it. So Randy was saying, if you do this nonsense again tonight, you're on your own. Well, (laughs) this match was a lot longer than I think it needed to be. Um, it was at least a half an hour. Um, I don't know. It just it felt like it just dragged. Uh, they also had some really awkwardly placed commercials. So it was just a mess. <laughs> I'll be 100% honest. It was just a mess. Um, uh, towards the end, we had dissension within the heels with Robert Roode fighting with AJ and Omos taking out Robert Roode and all this while Riddle's laid out in the ring because Omos just destroyed everybody before that. And then Ziggler kind of like crawls over and, you know, gets the pin. So it was like all that nonsense for a nonsense pin over the tag champs which means the Dirty Dogs now have the upper hand when it comes to challenging the champions next. Okay. I don't know. It was it was just weird. 
But after that, uh, we go to that uh, Survivor Series spot that I was talking about earlier. So Adam Pierce um, miraculously healed from his multiple F5 trips from Brock Lesnar, invites Dominic and Ray to the ring. And Adam Pierce goes on to say while he was paying, you know, making the teams for Survivor Series, he realizes that he may may have made a huge mistake for Raw. Four of the five are former world champions. Dominic just being a tag champ, you know, he feels that maybe Dominic's not ready for the spotlight, so he needs to earn his way in. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you already said he was in the match, so who who are we going to replace him with well the unfortunate part for dom is that he had to face the former almighty wwe champion bobby lashley returns for the first time since crown jewel and when i say he put a whooping on this boy (laughs) oh my goodness um beaten from pillar to post literally uh dominic did get some offense in but lashley was just too much and um i (laughs) i felt bad for him but at the same time i had one one hell of a laugh with my guys over at know the ropes um for some reason Sam over there has got a vendetta against Dominic for for years. And uh, this man got so excited when Lashley speared Dominic like halfway across the ring. He changed he changed his icon to a picture of Lashley spearing Dominic. That's how much he loved this match. <laughs> so uh is <laughs> It was it was kind of fun to watch Lashley just utterly destroy somebody again. Number one, uh, number two, this actually is quite the upgrade for the Raw team. Um, there's really nothing else you can say about it. So this this can sway some stuff um, when it comes to you know making picks and whatnot. So, but there's still time for things to screw up because. We all know how this works, guys. We've been we've been watching WWE for long enough. We know things can happen at any time. So after Dominic makes uh, Dominic submits, Lashley then, like I said, gets entered into the Raw team for Survivor Series. After that, we had Big E take on the Master Chad Gable. I love how Chad's been you know, boasting about his, you know, recent graduate degree uh, for, uh, you know, a master's degree. So um, this match was outstanding. Uh, Big E does get the win here, but Chad Gable has looked like an absolute megastar in the last couple of matches that he's had on television. And it's about time they let him wrestle this way. And he needs to continue to be on television because he is amazing. End of story. 
So after the match, though, we had a little interesting stare down between Big E and Otis. So it makes you wonder, is Otis next in line to have a shot at the champ? I mean, (laughs) I think that would be a outstanding match as well. I mean, it's Otis. I mean, the man's a beast. End of story. There's really nothing else you could say about it. Um, So we'll see what happens going forward after that. Um, they then made an interesting fatal five way for the ladies from raw. The winner of that match would be guaranteed a future raw women's title shot against Becky Lynch. So it was between all the five members of the women's, uh, the raw women's, uh, survivor series match. And, Interestingly enough, we had a little bit of a rebuttal from Dewdrop, Dana Brooke, and Nikki A.S.H. They were, you know, upset at the fact that they weren't added to the team or they weren't even considered. And it seems like Dewdrop had a major issue with Bianca Belair. So I was thinking to myself, well, this could be interesting. Maybe this would also be a way for her to drop the Dewdrop name and go back to being Piper or Viper Niven. So we'll see. Um, one can only hope. <laughs> uh, up next, we had ourselves a 24-7 title match. Reggie defending against Drake Maverick. And boy, was this match fun. Um, what happened during the match and after the match itself. So... Towards the end of this matchup, other competitors for the 24-7 title came out towards the ring. Normally during the matches, you know, the 24-7 rule is suspended while the match is happening. And then after the match, you know, it's all back. You know, the gloves are off. So this is happening. Uh, R-Truth's out there. He's fighting with some other people. This distracts Reggie. Drake Maverick was able to roll him up and actually get the win. So by doing that, he Drake becomes I, I I'm not sure what how many times he's been champion at this point for 24/7, but Reggie had had the longest reigning 24/7 title reign, you know, in in its history. Um but then it was a comedy of title swaps after that. Uh Tozawa ended up coming out of nowhere and pinning Drake and then this is where things for me personally got really, really fun. So it's our champion. And then all of a sudden, Corey Graves, of all people, the man who has not won a title since 2013 before he retired from uh, concussion injuries, rolls up to Zawa and wins the 24-7 title. Now, I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, oh, my God, Corey Graves is a champion. This is outstanding. I can't believe it. And then and I didn't think it could any, this segment can get any better. Oh, but I was wrong. Byron Saxton. The man who has been tormented by Corey Graves for years. Years. While Corey is celebrating, Byron comes up, rolls him up, and pins him. And Byron Saxton becomes the 24-7 champion. Now, for me... That is the greatest revenge that you could have on someone who's done nothing but constantly rail on you for years. Because 
Corey didn't pin him. Byron pinned Corey. So that for always can be a moment to just shut him up. So after that, Tozawa then rolls him up again. Uh, rolls up Byron, takes the title back. Then Drake takes it back. Drake runs back into the ring, waiting for, and, and Reggie's waiting for him. And Reggie then uh, pins him, takes the title back. So we had a whole bunch of title changes. Um, the fun, awesome parts with Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. And then after that, you know, it goes back to Reggie. And that's fine. I, I, I was I was severely sports entertained by this segment. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of people out there that are just sick and tired of this title. I get it. It's not the 24. It's not the, the hardcore title. It's not the, the, the 24-7 rule we all wanted. And so what? It's fine. It's entertaining. If you're not entertained by it, okay, that's understandable. Whatever. I love it. I think it's fantastic, um, especially when you have these little surprises like this. So it is what it is. After that, we had our Fatal Five Way uh, between Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Carmella, and the Queen, Zelina Vega. Becky Lynch did come out. Uh, for commentary during this match, and her her whole getup this this week was rather outstanding. Not gonna lie, I was I was pretty impressed with it. But this match, outstanding, lots of twists and turns, near falls, breakups of falls. It's, it was it was pretty nuts. Towards the end, Bianca looking for a pin. But gets dragged out of the ring by Dewdrop. Dewdrop coming in, throwing Bianca against the posts after that, effectively eliminating her from the match, which Carmella then tried to jump in and tried to steal. But Liv rolled her up and Liv Morgan. Ladies and gentlemen, Liv Morgan now has a legitimate title shot against Becky Lynch. Now, Becky throughout this whole match was just completely burying her saying that you know she's full of potential but she she's no chance of winning and then after she wins even becky's still at that point she's a lucky win didn't really count no it doesn't mean it doesn't make you champion but this was like universal love on twitter which i i don't see too often with Liv getting the win here so i'm very happy to see that title picture and that whole feud start up it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch after that, we had our main event, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And this match was a great match. The unfortunate part was the ending. <laughs> In typical WWE fashion, they always have to have some type of screwy ending. Seth Rollins won this match via countout because the two of them were fighting over by where Big E was sitting because Big E had come down to commentary. Big E had gotten out of the way and he was just kind of standing, just, you know, watching Seth and KO fight as the ref was getting closer to 10. Seth was able to sneak by Big E on the right. KO tried to go through Big E on the left, but ended up running into him. And unfortunately, when he did that, that caused him not to make it back to the ring before the 10 count. So the ref called him out. However, after that, KO snapped. He had enough. 
And he just started attacking Biggie and just laid him out as the show went off the air. So whether this is just him cracking or who knows, but KO's had enough. And I'm all about seeing a more aggressive Kevin Owens going forward. Even if it's the last few, you know, months of him being a WWE superstar, I don't care. Let him go out with a bang. That's all I have to say about it. So that was your show tonight. Like I said, it was a decent show. Um, Some of the matches were a little longer than they probably should have been. Uh, The women's match was, was good. The main event obviously was good. The ending was a little meh, but still. But that being said, we appreciate you guys again for listening. Uh, I know that you know we get a lot of stuff coming up this week. Um, we are going to be doing our full gear uh, pre-show with our boys over from Back to the Ring. Uh, they will also be dropping their part two of um, their WrestleMania 17 TL- uh, TLC2 match that we were part of. So look, uh, be on the lookout for that as well. We'll definitely make sure we share that with all you guys because... This was a fun episode to record with those two guys, and I look forward to doing more stuff with them in the future. So if you don't already, though, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well as Above the Ring. Uh, If you guys haven't listened to our latest Above the Ring episode, please go out and do so. Um, it is on YouTube and all of all streaming platforms. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Above the Ring can be found on every streaming platform that's out there. However, if you listen to one that we're not a part of, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and uh, add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Now, guys, thank you once again for listening. We truly appreciate you. We will see you tomorrow. Or by the time people listen to this today <laughs> for NXT narrative, looking forward to doing that, seeing what's going on down in the very colorful brand. And uh, after that, we'll look forward to our full gear stuff and the SmackDown study. And I'm very excited for full gear. So I hope you guys are excited to listen to our uh, pre-show about that and our picks and everything else. So, once again, thank you guys. We'll stop rambling now. (laughs) Um, Most importantly, though, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.